Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Morena and bonjour. Oh my God, the... The thing is going. Can you hear it? The metronome. Yes. <laughs> Has it stopped? <laughs> I don't know if that will be going on your audio, but probably. It looks like it was. Okay, Two, nice. The girls <laughs> feeling frantic and stressed for the opening second. TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> um, Grace is in Paris oui, for oui. a gorgeous little trip with her father for her birthday. Yes. I'm going to... Say it again. Your prison is coming. Your prison is coming. <laughs> I I must. I do remember my thirtieth prison was late too. I I don't know if that's true, Isabel Truman. I would like to make a oh, fuck. It wasn't. No, I was very organized. I had a thirtieth balloon for you. I had to get it changed because you got the date wrong. That's right. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I got it engraved with the wrong um, date. I am just reading. I'm so happy that. I think my New York Magazine subscription has run out, but not before I got the Erewhon cover story with the big old smoothie on it, which obviously we've already read, but I'm going to read it again. Um, but I was just flicking through it to see if there was anything else interesting in it. And firstly, a disclaimer for the girls, Grace O'Neill put this on our dock, not me. And it's Taylor Swift mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because we need to discuss her concert in Argentina. But firstly, in the culture pages of New York Magazine, I wish I was this writer, Rachel Handler. So she was talking about how like Taylor Swift has gone out for dinner in New York so often lately. And she was saying, Taylor Swift does not need to go out for dinner. Civilians with expendable cash go out to dinner to break up the monotony of being alive. Celebrities go out to dinner to be photographed so these cash flush civilians remember they exist. Swift is neither a civilian nor a run-of-the-mill celebrity. Basically being like she doesn't need to go out for dinner. Because she's never, ever out of people's minds. She's like the biggest celebrity in the entire world right now. So what 
is the point. Mm -hmm. But she was basically just saying, obviously, it's like she's doing it to catch up with her friends. But she's gone to all of these hot spots in New York last month over the course of roughly two weeks. She visited Via Caroda, Emilio's Bellato, Hotel Barrier Fuqua, New York, El Boco, Zero Bond, Casino, and Temple Bar. And so this writer went to every single one of them to 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 understand what going out for dinner means for Taylor Swift. I'm like, did New York Magazine pay you not only for the writing of this, but for your meals at all these expensive restaurants? Because that is so special. That's the best commission ever. And a great idea because I'm, I'm actually very curious. I have an idea in my head of what a Taylor Swift restaurant is like. And from those names, I feel like I'm I'm correct. Mm-hmm. It's kind of all the new sceney mm-hmm. places in um, New York. Like Via Corrode has kind of become the new like Carbone, which is what Dumois used to post all the time on their mm-hmm. Instagram because all the celebrities would go there all the time. And Lucian, it's the same vibe. But um, so she said that it's really funny. So she said that she went to Il Boco and the the bartender said that he was her server. She was the last to arrive when meeting Zoe Kravitz, Laura Dern, and Greta Gerwig, and was audibly frustrated by the paparazzi outside. They sat in the booth in the main dining room, where they talked about, and I quote, "boys and relationships." Wow. He curated their meal family style, so he just brought out pasta and all these different appetizers that they all shared, and then, um, her two security guards secretly paid the bill on her behalf before anyone else had the chance to. Laura Dern was going to pay. She's like, darling, take this. I was like, no. She was like, why? I said, Miss Taylor paid. He confirmed that she tipped well. Wow. That's cute that she does that for her friends. Yes. At this one, at Hotel Barrier, she said Swift and Sophie Turner came in um, and they sat at a private dining room. Yeah, the private room. So I think that's when they were like definitely discussing the divorce, the Joe Jonas divorce. Mm-hmm. And she said that he was, uh, the server said he was, she was plagued by strangers taking unwanted photos and her bodyguards asked them to stop and they threw a fit. <laughs> and then, wait, there's a, there's another one that we're at Via Corona. She asked the server, a young, lo- a lovely young woman about Taylor Swift. She sighs a polite but ancient sigh. <laughs> One that hits at a dark tale of hundreds of women who look exactly like me coming to Via Corona and asking about Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) And then this is the funniest one. Wait, I haven't actually read this one. Oh, he said she was sipping a Cosmo. Oh, this is so crazy. The unnamed restaurant. The next day I run into Swift. I can't say at which restaurant or why I'm there, but it's for completely non-Taylor related reasons. I spot her from across the room and wonder if I've hallucinated her after chasing her phantom all over Manhattan. She sips a Cosmo. I'd heard that's her drink. I watch as several other people walk up and chat with her without her bodyguards reacting negatively. She smiles generously and responds to each of them in a human way. She doesn't look fearful or annoyed. Nor is she doing that thing she always gets shit for where she looks too excited. She looks like a woman at a party in New York calmly enjoying herself. But this is the funniest one. It makes me want to go to Emilio's. But I'm wondering if Emilio's, it's different to Katie Holmes' ex-boyfriends, isn't it? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, my God. So 
She said, by 6pm, the restaurant's infamous line has already formed down the street. Blah, blah, blah. We try to get our server to tell us some stories, but he kindly deflects and says to ask the manager instead. I put down my fork and walk outside, approaching an Italian man, older Italian man surrounded by other older Italian men smoking cigars. Are you the manager? I ask. Who wants to know? He says. (laughs) I suddenly feel like Sandy at the beginning of Greece. I ask again. Who wants to know? He repeats. I introduce myself and explain what I'm doing there. Yeah, I'm Emilio, he says. What can I tell you? She eats, she pays, she gets the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Oh my God. She eats, she pays, she gets the fuck out. What a great piece of journalism. Is that how it ends? It's like split up into little sections. So you just choose which one you want to read. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. She eats, she pays, she gets the fuck out. That's what it's, that's what it's titled though. It's great. She pays, she gets the fuck out. So yeah, a special little insider. I didn't know a few things. I didn't know that she drinks Cosmos. That is just such unsurprising information, don't you think? Feels completely. I've never had a Cosmo, so I don't even. I don't even really know where to put that in the realm of like. They're just a nice what drink. Drinks They're are. just like a nice drink, and she's just a woman so at peace with herself that she's like, I just want to drink a Cosmo. You know, like it's not trendy, it's not cool. I just like the taste. I'm gonna drink it. And it's pink and I don't care that it's pink and it comes in a triangle class and that's random but I don't care either and that's yeah yeah that's exactly right that's exactly Taylor Swift she's like it's not trendy I don't I don't like the taste of dirty vodka martinis I don't I don't like margaritas either I don't know what I would think she would drink I guess I would think yeah I guess that makes perfect sense she wouldn't even like try have tried a Paloma because it's too like on trend yeah. Even though she might like it. It's like a it's like a slightly fancier vodka cranberry. Maybe vodka cranberries will come back that next. They're due a, a renaissance. They'll come they back. are. Glasses and glasses of cranberry juice we used to drink all the time when we were teenagers. Wait, don't they like not make the pill work or something? Wasn't that the big like yeah, they were supposed we were to help about? with UTIs. I don't know about the pill. That's an interesting Oh, one. no, the pill was grapefruit. Really? Grapefruit juice. Unwanted mm-hmm. pregnancies caused by Palomas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think. Okay, so she's given her boyfriend a smooch. Even I have not been able to escape this video. Try as I may. I haven't wanted to escape this video. It is really fucking cute. So she, as everyone probably knows, was on stage in Argentina. You can run me through things she did on stage that were very lovesy, and then she got off stage and just ran up to her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey's arms, (laughs) and they had a pash, and everyone screamed and went crazy, and she just looks so happy and so loved up, and it's it's very sweet. No notes. (laughs) There's nothing like a a woman in love. There's nothing like a woman in those very early – she is in, like, the most perfect stage Mm -hmm. of – it's funny how relatable Taylor Swift just is. And Mm -hmm. she – yeah, I don't know. That's, like, like her through line and everything because she's just, like, a girl, exactly as you say, like, not trying to be anything else, not trying to be unrelatable by being too stylish or too cool or too anything – so seeing her being this in love, everyone's like, oh, I remember the day. Like everyone's just like, and she just shines it from her fucking face. Like she's not even trying to hide it. She's just like, I am bussing a hot fucking football player and he's an Argentina to watch me perform. And we're like, because those phases, even though they've obviously moved quite fast, because like she met her, 
she met his mum like week fucking two at the game and he was like hanging out with her dad at this concert so they've obviously moved pretty fast because they've been dating literally like it can't have been longer than six weeks surely Mm. but (laughs) but it's just special because I'm also like I don't think anyone thinks well I don't know people are now getting convinced they're gonna get married because she looks so loved up on the stage but in my brain I'm I'm like I don't even think this is the person she ends up with I just think this is like a fun little love affair and we should appreciate it for what it is yeah I was trying to think about what it is about that video that's going so viral even beyond people like myself who don't really care about her love life, it captures that feeling so perfectly in like this eight-second clip of exactly what you said. That stage in a relationship, that feeling that we spend the rest of a relationship like hanging on to for dear <laughs> life and remembering, keeping in the memory bank. Like how girls, yeah. you know how girls are always like, what did you think when you first met me? Like you just are trying to recapture that tiny little period of bliss when you first meet someone. Oh my God, Amar just didn't even want to date me again when he first met me. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> but after, after that, no, he literally didn't think we were gonna go on another date I had to like get it out I had to like wrangle it out of him I had to like keep texting and texting and texting and texting but after that obviously yeah baby um yeah that it's that feeling when you really really like someone and then you realize they really like you the same amount I know this sounds dumb but it is a real thing and then you're, you no, can yeah. just be so excited and just happy and goofy and corny about it because you she's basically doing the equivalent of screaming I'm in love like she's just so thrilled and it's very sweet no she is so then like it's so funny because the the kiss the little kiss is obviously gone so viral because it was you, you're just seeing this like really public PDA, but what she was doing on stage, she basically dedicated like the entire concert to him. And I'm going to miss some parts because I've been in like this deep TikTok hole of watching stuff, but I know that I've already forgotten because I'm such a new, I'm so new to the You're so new Swift to this community. <laughs> I'm so new to this community that I like don't understand some of the reference of some, some of the shit. But mm-hmm. basically she, the biggest part was he's in the VIP box with her dad hanging out and he keeps doing this Jade wave that I hate so much and it like gives me the ick so hard. <laughs> He'll like put his hand up like this and then he like closes his hand. Is that at her? What is that wave? He does it at her, he does it at fans. No, he was doing like it that. when he was waiting for he it's so gross and because he's so big and like yeah buffy that it just it's like a teddy bear doing that little hand close clap one with one hand. Um so she, the biggest part was karma is my boyfriend. Karma is a God. Karma is a scent on my hair on the weekend. Karma is relaxing thought, blah, blah, blah. That song, she goes, she changed the lyrics in the middle of it to go, karma is the guy on the chiefs coming straight home to me. She has got it so bad. She's got it, it so bad. It went fucking crazy. And, and, and Grace... No one knew she was doing it. I want to know who she discussed it with. The only person is probably her manager, whose name escapes me right now, sadly. I mean, her assistant. What's her assistant's name? She's like the weirdest name. But um, no one knew, like including her dancers on the stage. So when she goes, so the, the dancers all move in t- towards her. I really need to play it to you so you understand how special it was. Mm-hmm. I like put it on after work drinks, close friends with like seven different angles. <laughs> but... <laughs> there everyone's unfollowing um oh, sorry you just have to see this with your own eyes yeah oh, 
Do you see all her dancers? Yeah. They're all like, what the fuck? They all just get such a fright. And you can hear her laughing. Like when she's singing, they get such a fright. And they're all just, they all erupt in laughter and then she you can hear the smile in her voice when she's singing because she's like finding it so funny that she's saying it and then the lights in the stadium change to red wow like and and then someone filmed his response i was like god please tell me someone was filming him during that time and then someone put that up on tiktok and He's like, he's like dancing. And then she goes, karma is the guy on the chiefs coming straight home to me. And Taylor Swift's dad like whacks his arm. And then Travis Kelsey like goes, oh my God. Oh my, yeah. Cause it's kinda so jarre. It's really jarre. And then she sang lover, like so lit up, like pointing at him and stuff. <laughs> Whereas at the start of the tour, she sang lover with like dead eyes. Cause it was about Joel. Yes. What? Yeah, okay, so this is, I think this is why another reason people are responding and interested by that, because that seems like it's just an Easter egg for fans and who would really care that much. But I think what's interesting about it is it's seeing someone who is so famous and so stage managed and blah, 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 everything we know be in such a happy mood that you're like, she might just say anything. Like she's breaking all her own barriers. <laughs> like, Cause she doesn't, even yeah. though people associate her with being whatever, having dated a lot of people and having public relationships, she kind of famously, if I'm correct, doesn't ever talk about people or like doesn't reference. Like she just happens to have been photographed with people or seen with them. But this, I, I it's not like she did shout outs to Joe Alwyn on stage singing and stuff like it does feel like a bit of her breaking her own yeah I mean she I'm trying to think because I haven't read she hasn't done a celebrity interview as Taffy was saying for the New York Times in so long Mm -hmm. so I haven't actually like read a celebrity interview with her ever but that I can recall but in Miss Americana she did talk about Joe in a really loving way and he he's featured in it a bit where she talks about falling in love during that really hard time in her life when she was cancelled by Kim and Kanye and (laughs) <laughs> and um yeah it shows them like in london and and she it shows her playing guitar and singing a song that she wrote for him and like mouthing i love you and stuff so she like does do it there and i guess that's because they'd been together for like five years so she felt comfortable enough to do it there's also a um pro joe thing coming through on my tiktok at the moment of people just being like stop slamming this guy i mean it's enough now yeah it's, it's been long enough they obviously had like a nice relationship and it's just over, but she said all these sweet things. I had dinner with someone last week who said they were walking through Hampstead Heath and they just like caught eyes with someone and it was just Joe Alwyn and he just looked so like just kind of haggard and sad, a husk of a man that might have been totally like like extremely projected because it was probably just cold and like a Saturday morning or something. But like just that Jare Joe vibe is so strong and it's even worse So now. strong. And people were comparing the two of them, like, at her concerts. No, everyone needs to leave Joel alone now. He's had more than enough from that fandom. I know. I know. (laughs) I agree. That's what happens if you date Taylor Swift, though. Like, Calvin Harris said that once to a friend of mine who worked with him. Like, he was literally just, like, he was already so famous. And he was just like, I will never live this down <laughs> none of them ever will she had to say on stage in argentina because she released 1989 taylor's version and 
So obviously her fans go back and re-listen to the songs she wrote like fucking a decade ago and start getting all riled up and like guessing who they're about and stuff. And she said on stage in Argentina just being like, I don't care at all about anything that happened to me back then. The only thing I care about is the fact I wrote music. Please like just leave everyone alone. She doesn't alone. care about anything at all that happened six weeks plus one day ago, baby. She is mm-hmm. living in the present <laughs> hard. Yeah. I actually so just going off pure vibe wise, I I think I I don't know, I get a cute vibe from them. I get a vibe that they could get married and like have a happily ever <laughs> after. I know that's such a random thing to say. But I do think there is something about, I think, as you get older, this has happened to a few friends of mine, they're in a relationship. You know how Nell Frizzell talked about this? You're in the relationship through your 20s. It's like a long-term relationship and something feels not quite right, but it's nothing major and it's nothing. And then those, those are those really horrible heartbreaks people have at the end of their 20s or their early 30s. And then very often people meet someone, whatever it is, the next person they meet that they're serious about they know very, very quickly and it all happens Mm -hmm. fairly fast and it's kind of because you know yourself and you've made a decision that's really great for yourself and you know what standards you'll accept and blah, blah, blah. It gives me that energy. But equally I understand that it could just be bus, 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 happy, happy, happy and fizzle out. But I don't know. No, people are people are on the same same wavelength as you, and I do agree. Like, it's such that it's such a thing of you know how women are just always like, great, like glad to know what was it. The fuck was I watching the other day where someone was like, you're obviously stoked to know that like the guy I spent ten years molding into like the perfect husband mm-hmm. is now going to go and like marry someone else because in your twenties, your whole time is spent being like. And the washing goes in the basket and the dishwasher is stacked like this. And please make the bed when you get out of it. And for God's sake, make me a coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then they break up with you and they know all those things and marry someone else. And you teach them how to be so much hotter. That's a big one. Yes. That is is a service women should offer. I feel like you can see in straight men, which men have been in long-term relationships and which ones haven't, and it's by how they dress. And the ones that have had a for long-term sure. relationship have learned how to be hot for women. And that sets them on this, like, absolute golden course. And it should be a service that we offer. What should it be called? It is, it is like, long-term girlfriend, FI, single men. Oh, my God. That would be so fun. That would fix the incel problem. That would literally resolve incels. We should bring that into an AWD yes. service. That should be a fucking movie. Write the script, bitch. Straight girl eye for the straight guy. Write the script and I'll take it to Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start walking along Hollywood Boulevard like the men with the CDs. Um, No, yeah. And like Amrit, who's this girl I love. She's an Australian DJ who I met through friends and she's a Pisces and we bonded and I love her so much. And she, um, <laughs> it was really funny. Cause when I first met her, I was like, I fucking love that girl. And Amal was like, who that? he was just like, who that random influencer DJ girl. And I was like, yes. And then she ended up just being the fucking legend. I was like, I knew it. Um, and the, uh, what was that? Oh, she's the one that played that sang at the karaoke "Touch Myself" in front of like Sarah Harris and all these really esteemed serious people, and Amazing. she was like, 
touching her body and like grinding. And I was like, yes, girl, (laughs) give us everything. She was talking about how like her and her boyfriend, I I swear to God, I've already said this on the pod, but her and her boyfriend got pregnant really quickly into dating. And then she had like a public miscarriage and was really like public about the heartbreak and the trauma of it. Mm. And then they got pregnant again quite quickly. And I think someone accidentally DM'd her or maybe people were commenting publicly on her Instagram thinking she couldn't see it. She has like a couple of hundred thousand followers. And they were saying things like, why does she want to get like, why is she so desperate to get pregnant so quick? Like they've only been together for like a year. And then she just went on her Instagram stories and was like, when you're this age, when you're like 32 and you meet someone and they have the same values as you, you get along like a house on fire. You just know what you fucking want and things move really fast. Like mm-hmm. we know we want to be together. We we understand because we've been through X amount of other people who like didn't fit into what we wanted. And I feel exactly. so the exact same way. Every single relationship I've had, I've been like just 20% wrong in this way. Yeah, 100%. I think that's it. And I think with Taylor Swift, we're all doing a huge amount of projecting and we're all letting it turn into, I've seen all sorts of like great takes on this, that the rom-com is dead and everyone's missing the rom-com in their lives. And this feels like a real life rom-com and she's kind of probably intentionally a little bit tapping into that, but also she's in the fantasy herself. All of that stuff is very true and very sweet and we're projecting, but it does feel like she (laughs) millennial women are like mapping our experiences onto her but it does feel like she was in this relationship with this person where she was a few degrees off being her actual self and this tour has been like this public liberation where she's realized I do want to go to these like restaurants in New York with my celebrity friends and get papped I do want to be out and about I do want to be whatever it is leaning into the fame and the glamour and the beauty and the getting drunk at MTV awards and then it's finding someone who meets all of those things and loves her for that, like loves going to cheer her on on stage, was obsessed with her music when he hunted, all of that stuff. It just feels very spiritually nice, I think, for people to watch it play out, whether it works out or not. It's, it's yeah, like... Yeah, I agree. We are all Taylor My, Swift. like, <laughs> issue with it is that I think she's... I think he... This is my... Um, prediction. I think that he's her rebound back from Joe in like such an intense way that all she's focused on is those parts of herself that she couldn't find with Joe. So she's like wanting, Mm. as you say, someone who, who, who does all of that and who's really happy and protective of her and like understands her celebrity, which I think is really important. Like, I think she actually does need to be with someone who really gets that level of fame. She's never been with someone like that in part because there hasn't been many good examples of like masculinity that's so at peace with itself that it's fine with you know what I mean we don't have that many examples of really powerful women who have just great supportive husbands that don't think that their fame and success is shouted but also are fine you, you know, like you know how there was that thing that all of the women who won the best actress Oscar would get cheated on within 12 months and even Beyonce and Madonna. Oh, yeah. Oh, because the, their normie husbands would. Yeah. yeah. It's like they're, yeah. There's like the normie husbands who then cheat because they feel emasculated or there's. Yes. Or like a Gaga or Madonna or someone who just struggles to have these long-term relationships. The perception is that it's because they're so powerful and so formidable that like what man, could, you know, it's a very old school sexist, ridiculous notion. But we haven't as a culture had that many 
examples of yeah. a healthy man that is very happy playing like second fiddle or whatever. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A lot can happen in 3 years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. We need to get Julia Roberts' husband on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> I think we just forget about those men because they're just not around. Yeah, we don't see them is what I mean. They obviously exist. We just don't yeah. see them as much. Have we ever talked about aloe vera? What? Okay, so when Julia Roberts was together with got together with her husband, he was married and she was just obsessed with him. Oh my god, yes. There's this whole thing. I got I somehow saw that and I didn't really understand. I was like, I don't wanna understand. <laughs> There was like this whole thing saying that Julia Roberts is like actually a mean girl that needs to be exposed and like it was really fake and something something was the other woman and then wore a top. Do you know about the top? Yeah, so the top, this is the top. So the woman's name was Vera something and Danny, her husband, whatever his name is, Danny Roberts, he um, left this woman for Julia Roberts. This woman gave an interview about it to a press outlet. And then Julia Roberts was photographed having coffee in a shirt that said aloe vera, but spelt A space L-O-W vera, being like... Aloe vera? Aloe vera. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. It's the craziest story. I just can't... I always think of aloe vera. I always think of the shirt. I'm like, where did she get it? Did she get it made? Did she already have it? Did someone send... I feel like someone sent it to her and she was like, I'm just going to wear it. As like a joke. Yeah, it's so unfair to do that. She obviously hated Vera so much, but she's the other woman. If you're the other woman, you got to let Vera go have it out to page six, Julia. Mm-hmm. You can't be wearing aloe vera shirts. Aloe vera. Yeah, Vera should be wearing aloe, aloe Julia, Julia short <laughs> shirts. Shorts, <laughs> pea brain shorts. They just say aloe Julia. <laughs> We should get those made. <laughs> we literally should with the same font. You need to look up the shirt. It's like the weirdest shirt as well. I saw her sitting in it and I was like. She looks chic as well. She's in a blazer. She's like standing in a way where you can perfectly see the wording. She's drinking a cappuccino. She was so fucking hot. Fuck me. She just looks like when you see her at that age, I just can't get anything else out of my brain other than like Notting Hill. Yeah. It's. It's a moment in time. She's a little brat, a naughty girl. Yeah. It's it's naughty. The first thing that comes up is when I search it up is on Twitter, happy 20 years to the infamous aloe vera shirt. It looks handwritten. 
Whoever like keeps note of those things is definitely like a gorgeous gay man. They should be paid by the government. Yeah. (laughs) It was March 22nd, 2002, if anyone ever needs to know. Oh, so it was 20 years last year. Yeah. Beautiful. What I can't even remember. Oh, yeah. What were you even talking about? Oh, yeah. The thing that I think that's the thing that I think is that Travis Kelsey, he just gives me like, he just gives me buff head energy. I just don't think he's smart enough. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I think she's very smart. And I just, I, I just don't think he's going to challenge her intellectually enough. And that could be me being such a fucking. An anti-sport um, yeah. bigot. Yeah. Yeah. Because he could be really smart, but I've just heard him speak on his... He has this podcast with his brother. I, I also just find him having a podcast really jade. Not everyone needs the, one. Him having a podcast is jade. Yeah. Him waving like that is just like... He, he feels like he's like that... He just feels like he's that, that guy who's just ultimately just a guy standing beside your friend. And you're like, you just... I just think her friends would have <laughs> so nothing true. to talk to him about. Like, what are they going to talk to him about? And that's being me. Maybe he has a, a brilliant personality, but I can't see it through that wave. That is food for thought, I must admit. <laughs> You've given me a lot to think about. I need to listen to some episodes <laughs> of his podcast and see for real. Um, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Like, this, is an o- this could be an overcorrection. And then there's, yes. there's a... In between. There's a middle ground. I don't know who it would be. Some, she, some, some hot act, some hot up and coming. She would, who would she suit? She wouldn't suit any of them. I'm like rattling through like Timothy Chalamet, Jacob Elordi, Austin Butler, like none of them, obviously. They're two like image focused cool boys. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Someone less Jada and more famous. Like a version of Tom Holland. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That kind of vibe. Like a. Exactly that. Charming Englishman kind of suited her mm-hmm. in a way. In a way, in a way. I had a breakdown yesterday because she. And so I've been thinking, <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about needing to go to her show. <laughs> and. She's coming to London for eight nights. She just announced two more nights. So yesterday I was thinking about her show and I was like, I just need to go, but I can't bring myself similar to Beyonce. I cannot bring myself to sit at the back because it's a 90,000 person stadium, Grace. <laughs> She'll be a 90, little speck, people. a little speck in the distance. She'll be a tiny speck and you can't hear shit. And it's just like, I'm like, if I'm going to spend 600 pounds, <laughs> which is the minimum of a ticket, at resale, six hundred pounds to sit at the back of the fucking stadium. I may as well spend twelve hundred pounds and actually feel something. <laughs> like genuinely, I'm like, what is the what is the point? If you like, that's how I felt at Beyonce. I was like, I'm only, I'm not spending twelve hundred US dollars on a Beyonce ticket. Absolutely not. This fucking mental. And when I was there, I was like, if I could upgrade right now, I'd fucking pay cash. Like, get me to that front row. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in life, you just do have to. I mean, I like physically don't have the money, <laughs> like literally in my bank account. So I'm going to have to figure out a way. But basically yesterday she announced two more London dates, but the tickets only went on sale to people who had previously signed up as like ticket. So I just had like a fucking breakdown. Half my day yesterday was spent trying to like source a way to buy tickets, but they've completely sold out. 
Uh, I believe it, it will happen. I do. I have faith yeah. in the universe. I've just had a thought on that topic, which is that if she's on tour for like another year and a half, I do feel like it's quite hard to maintain a relationship over that time. Yeah. Like she's the constant the jetting around league. will wear thin. Mm-hmm. Watching her play the same set every single – you know what I mean? If that's the only way you can see her. Yeah. Weapon. I mean, it took a toll on Olivia and Harry. Oh, my God. Those dance moves couldn't go forever. I don't think about that relationship enough. <laughs> I know. It's the weirdest I relationship of, of one of the weirdest. It's still the weirdest. Yeah. So when I, the, t- the dates I'm looking at are for August 19th next year. That's almost a year away. That's almost a year away. And that's what's crazy about this is that we are literally in, we are strapped in as a society for the ride of our life. Because if this relationship doesn't work out, we are going to be seeing her. Like those, those are the worst heartbreaks. Katy Perry. Not even Katy Perry, the like guy you fall head over heels in love with and it's all intense and Mm. you're like, this is it, this is it, this is it. And then you break up three months later. Those Mm -hmm. are the ones that are like delayed grief from a past breakup those ones are bad you get hit bad by those how is she going to come on stage we're going to watch all of that i forgot she had matt healy in between i know he wasn't really counted that was weird he goes out with gab gabriette gab gabit really yeah <laughs> she's like way too cool for him i know she was going out with bob dylan's grandson that's crazy you can't you can't <laughs> i <laughs> you know can't. he's so disgusting that man i just don't get that at <laughs> all okay should we move on to something yeah although i could obviously continue Dark wait sorry <laughs> the final thing <laughs> the other song she sang at in argentina as her she plays like a special song every night. It's when I was like screaming at you about her playing the one that's rumored to be about Carly on Carly's birthday. So mm-hmm. this night when Travis was there and she was doing all the like pointing and singing to him, she sang end game. And the song is like, I want to be your mm-hmm. end game. And it's a love song and she's on the piano. That's, that's a lot. She's giving a lot away for free in terms of <laughs> public. That's I know, but she wins it back. So like, she's so jada singing to him on the piano a song about wanting to be with him forever, but then she has 90,000 people screaming her name that just cancels it out. Do you think it cancels it out? I think it does. I think when you see someone in that in, in a performance like that, that's why everyone wants to bust musicians. But it's, isn't it like potentially compounding because if you're like, oh, fuck, wow, and then you're like, and also these 90,000 people are screaming – because everyone in the stadium also now wants this to be true. True. It's like quite a lot of pressure. <laughs> for one. True. For one football player. For one football player <laughs> to carry on his large shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's got whipped up in the fantasy. We've all been there. We've it's all been dan- there. It's, it's a dangerous place to be. I'm just going to say that. Thank God I didn't have a piano at my disposal. At my fingertips in a crowd. <laughs> like, think about when you're just falling in love and all you want to do is talk to your friends about it. And if you had a crowd of, like, 90,000 screaming girls, so like, tell us more. Yeah. Tell me more. Tell me more. You'd yeah. be like, we're end game. Like, you just scream it into the mic. <laughs> He's my lover. <laughs> the guy on the Chiefs is coming straight home to me. <laughs> uh, 
Nah. Okay. There was a <laughs> piece by the New York Times about Kanye West that went quite under the radar. I do think we all have Kanye West fatigue. Um, yes. And then luckily for us, they did a podcast about it. So we listened to it <laughs> instead of reading it. I like knew this article existed. I saw it. And then I saw it in the newsletter that came out when Vanessa Friedman did her like newsletter. But I just sk- skimmed it. And I thought it was interesting that Megan Toohey was the one who wrote it. That was kind of what hooked me more than Adidas or Kanye. And she's the me- one of the mm-hmm. Me Too reporters. Um, but still didn't read it. Yeah. I think a lot of people just assume. I, this is the thing. It's to know that Kanye was worse behind the scenes or was unpleasant to work with at Adidas just seems like common knowledge to people so in some sense it's it's not surprising and that's why it's not going viral and obviously we're in a very fucking heavy news cycle at the moment to add to that I think what fascinated me was just how much he basically I think people think the anti-semitism he was showing when he got uh, among uh, many other things including fucking white lives matter shirts uh, during that most recent, whatever it was, breakdown, cancellation of him, people thought or people wanted to write it off as he's having a mental break. It's not nece- It's not necessarily how he, like, I don't know, just wanting to write it off as like a mental health crisis. And this article very much shows that he has been spouting this shit, which should be should not be surprising to people, but people should be aware of since the very start of his time with Adidas and the fact that this company, a German company. No, a German company whose founder was in the Nazi party. Like, it's so fucked up. Knew it and didn't care because he was making them so much money is truly terrifying and I feel like people should be talking about it more. Yeah, that's the thing, I think. The thing is 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 it's most surprising about Adidas knowing so much and still choosing to work with this guy. And basically, so the podcast goes into detail about how like Nike Nike or Nike however you choose to say it was um just killing it in this in the sports shoe industries ever since they partnered with Michael Jordan um they had like what was it they had like 80% of the market or something crazy and Adidas had like seven and then so Adidas was like desperately trying to figure out a partnership that would like make them heaps of money and give them some clout and then Kanye West at the same time was like expressing how much he wanted to create a fashion brand and basically they partnered together and that and in 2013 in one of their first not one of their first meetings but one of their first like design meetings so they were pitching ideas for the first shoe they would create he was in the German headquarters really didn't like like didn't capture the vision he'd shared. And so to convey how offensive he considered the designs, he grabbed a sketch of a shoe, took a marker to the toe, according to two participants, and drew a swastika. Like it's fucking crazy. Cr- like the fact that a single meeting took place after that. Yeah. It is They're, that's illegal in the country. Like most displays of the that symbol is illegal in Germany. And yeah, the founder of Adidas belonged to the Nazi party, so especially like sensitive for them. And um, they were just miles from the place where leaders of the Third Reich were tried for crimes against humanity. And he also showed porn to one of them at one of those early meetings. 
like really early on. He showed port like quite, I don't know if I'm putting words in the reporting. It wasn't, I don't know if it was violent porn, but it was like hectic porn to a big group of people. And he said it was to creatively inspire them. Like, that's so fucking nuts. Like, it's it actually makes so much sense to me that he would be addicted to porn. Yeah. That just feels, like, relevant here somehow. Yeah. And then, basically, they partner with him anyway. That first Yeezy collection that was um, debuted at New York Fashion Week, such a moment in time. I remember working at the Harper's Bazaar office during that time. And people fucking loved it. Like that that's another thing that people forget, how excited people were, how cool and fresh it felt, how the fucking Yeezy Boost three fifties was mental. A literal meltdown. Rihanna was there, Beyonce was there, like the Kardashians were there. That was at the same time as him like being with Kim and their rise and it was just a crazy moment in time. And basically Yeezy ended up surpassing one billion a year. Which obviously made Adidas so much money, made it cool again, and made Kanye a billionaire. But basically, it was saying like these early meetings, the same shit continued and then obviously worsened. Um, and it was like 2016, I think, when he went on that tour and went on that huge rant and was like promoting Trump and saying all that crazy shit, mm-hmm. and then stopped the tour. And then he was, I think he, I think he got institutionalized for like the first time and diagnosed with bipolar. And basically, before that, they'd they'd just written up this whole other contract, making him sign a morality clause, which said that they could terminate the contract if any of that sort of stuff happened. Um, but at the same time, they were offering him like a hundred million dollars a year to sign the contract and to continue on with them publicly. It was fifteen percent of all net profits on anything Yeezy when and yeah when it's making whatever it was I don't know if it was a billion dollars a year or if the valuation was a billion all up but it was yeah and a, Adidas stock. amount of money and Adidas stock yeah it's it's like a frightening thing I guess I think with Kanye everyone's always had this like icky don't know how to talk about it thing because he is has created such he is a genius he's created such incredible art that we've had this attitude of some people are kind of tortured artists and (laughs) they you can't expect which I do feel like to a certain extent sometimes too like you can't expect everyone to be this like Taylor Swift version of an artist that is so uh what's the word does the right thing so much and is so conscious of being a good person and looking after their audience and being a good role model and ticking all the corporate boxes and being like not every artist can be like that that's an unrealistic expectation no he's also a black man in america like and like heaps the shit he was saying early on was like he got on tv and said george bush doesn't care about black people like the shit he said this is correct. the sort i will die on till i die the, the shit he said to taylor swift was completely correct like no one has ever yeah really retroactively given him his flowers for that like that like that he was that so yeah exactly so much of the way he was disparaged people wanted to f- defend him for because it f- yeah some of it felt like this this underlying racism that casted him as aggressive and crazy when he he was just saying things that were categorically true even if he wasn't being polite about it but then as that slipped he would say stuff that was so fucked up and and anti-Semitism was obviously towards like the most recent spate of his whatever you call them 
rants. Um, rants. Then people wanted to use that same language to. I don't think anyone ever wanted to justify it. It was just hoping that you could find some way to excuse it and push it under the rug so you didn't have to sit with, like, complicated feelings. Yeah. There's this, like, being this unwillingness to just completely condemn him in a way that I think is troubling. And I think that this, the article, is really great for showing that that wasn't just a blip, like, that this is a, a part of who he is, that everyone has to be able to, like, look at right in the face um, because it's really fucked up. And just the fact, I just think this, The I know it's true, but it just never ceases to amaze me the way that businesses put profits over everything. I'm like, I know it's true, I get it's capitalism, but when you just see how clearly <laughs> mm-hmm. they will throw away every single value they pretend to have if it's making their company enough money. It is quite frightening. Like, how far can you push that? And if people didn't find out about this, how they would have just gotten away with it. Yeah. Hasn't really damaged their brand at all. They're still selling basically, like, a, I, I can't remember how much. Like, a, we keep saying a billion, but I think it literally was a billion dollars worth of Yeezy stock had been shelved because of what was going on with Kanye when they dropped him. And then they basically had to say, well, we're not just going to let it sit in a warehouse, so we're going to sell it. But that involved keeping the same deal. So they've sold that stuff. I think they've made $450 million so far, and he still gets 15% of that. <laughs> and um, and Adidas have made so much money from it too. And they're donating part of the sales to a charity set up in George Floyd's honor because of that fucking fucked up show he did. You know what I mean? I'm just like, that's crazy that he did that show where he sent models wearing White Lives Matter shirts down the runway. Yeah. And people stormed out and he's now gone on to make whatever it was, mm. probably another 30 to $40 million. Yeah, so crazy. Candace Owens. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, very enlightening article. Adidas is now said to the Times because basically pe- people were also hinting to her that like they were potentially considering partnering with him again. <laughs> like stop Mm -hmm. and so uh at the adidas new ceo guy who was the one who decided to release the stock he's like release the yeezys he said we're not going to partner with him again and like they might not actually release the rest of what's they should have just done it all at once so there wasn't like this are we going to release the rest or not conversation because obviously it's just losing they're losing so much money that that was the first time in years and years since Kanye that the company projected a loss was when they cancelled the Yeezy contract so it's a huge thing yeah I didn't yes, realise Adidas was like so far behind Nike same I'm like what about the Samba what about the Gazelle what about the yeah what about Bella Hadid <laughs> wearing those bad boys on the streets every day what about Wales Bonner slash yeah. Adidas this is where our perception of what everyone's wearing and what everyone's actually wearing diverge so hugely. Like Wales Bonnet added us probably makes like $20 million a year and Yeezy made like a billion. You know what I mean? It's like everyone on every continent, millions of people wear Yeezys. But I've never bought anything Yeezy. 
Neither. I remember when the Yeezy boosts, when everyone was getting crazy about them and you had to be on these drops to get them getting tempted, but I just don't suit sneakers. It's just a... You would look so funny in a pair of Yeezy boosts. Can you imagine? Can you imagine me in a Yeezy boost 350? <laughs> and what, like a baggy track pant? Yeah, I agree. I, I don't feel like I really suit sneakers either, but they're just it, sometimes it feels like there's no other shoe to wear. Like, you know what I mean? I think you look good in a... A casual sneaker. Mm, I don't really like them. I never feel like myself in them ever. But I just ba- I basically anytime you ever see me in a sneaker, it's like not it's with a gun to my head. <laughs> it's like because I've just fucking I'm like, I can't think of what I want to wear. Like, I'm just going to throw this on. Or like, I, I quite like the ones that look more sporty. I don't I don't really like those kind of athleisure Adidas ones of which I own two pairs. Mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> but um yeah sometimes it feels like there's not a sh- there's not just not a good shoe because loafers are too um uncomfortable and serious sometimes that's what the ballet flat is good for i guess but also sometimes they just don't work for walking a distance mm. yeah there is nothing like a good sneaker but i yeah i feel crazy i just don't it's so it's so weird how you can just not look good in something like what's the science of that it's just the vibes are off. Yeah, the vibes are off. They like make my feet look ugly or something. They make <laughs> me look my proportions look wrong. There's some, there's some, but people won't get it till they see, which they never will. Put on a pair of Yeezy boosts for the girls. Yeah. We'll do a new Patreon tier, pay twenty bucks and get a photo of Grace and Yeezy boosts. <laughs> a new version of feet pics, our only fans. Us wearing ugly shit. Ugly sneakers. Ah. <laughs> oh. Okay. okay successfully spent the episode talking about taylor woo you don't you don't woo. know grace how many swifties there are among us there's so many people messaging being someone said me me becoming a swifty is their roman empire <laughs> I, yeah i believe it i think what's good is that you've become a swifty and i you're holding on i am truly interested in this story so i'm like the fact that we offer that to me means that a lot of people have been thinking about this a lot this week. I know. I was going to say it's hard to tell because my TikTok is exclusively Taylor Swift. It's hard to tell what the real world is seeing. So it's nice to have someone out there, out there by yourself in the real world. Doing the wind check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, it's so funny. I have a Spotify playlist. Like Spotify, I listen to um artists radio so like i've been listening to troy savan radio because i'm so obsessed with his new album and what happens with the troy savan radio is i think because i skip like every song that isn't a song i want to listen to and the only songs i want to listen to are troy savan songs kylie minogue songs or taylor swift songs every single mm-hmm. radio i now flick to like it could be like fucking bon Iver radio and there'd be some taylor swift i mean shit she works with him so like any sub metallica radio and like taylor swift would come on because my Spotify's like she's acting like she wants to to branch out but she really doesn't i'll just flick and flick till it's like you really are till it's like yeah. 1989 taylor's version but in a troy savan mix <laughs> They'll work together at some point. She's just waiting to get this tour out of the way so she can get back in that studio and do some buzzy collabs. Bye. Goodbye. Au revoir. Au revoir.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.